The Steve Warren Project. Sports and whatever. Let's just get right into it. Welcome to the SWP. Uh, lots coming up today. Uh, James, how are things today? Everything good? Everything all right? Everything good? I'm having, I got a nice little cup of whiskey uh, for this one. I see that. You're nice. That. Nice that you're uh, uh, drinking. Yeah, that's great. That's good, Joe. Um, yeah, things are fine, Stevie. Hilarious little thing there yesterday um, on the show when I got a call from a scammer saying I had a package at the border and I'm going to be thrown in jail. I've had this call before. Yeah. And, and then the, my phone rang during the show yesterday, so we picked it up and I tried to get it all in the mic. It was funny. I listened back to it. It was, it was funny. And, uh, well, the sense of it was, she asked me who I was. I said, my name's Gallardo. I think Kevin Gallardo, and I live on Gallardo Lane. And then I was giving her, she wanted my postal code, and I tried to make it sort of spell Gallardo, you know, yeah. when I gave my postal code. And uh, uh, it was kind of funny. You know, it was funny. But but often when I'm when I'm doing that shit, Stephen, we're on, when we're on air, I miss what you're saying because I'm thinking, I'm always thinking ahead or I'm somewhere else. And I heard you say, how about that spelling of Gallardo, Jimmy, when you tried? And I listened back and it wasn't, I thought I was spelling Gallardo. And then when I listened to it, it was Gulgi D. Yeah. Not even close Gould, to Gallardo. It was like Gould D or something. It was like. Well, and I think you also, you struggle a little as, as well because in the postal code, as everybody in Canada knows, there's only six digits in a postal code and you spelled out a Gallardo again, I think for your postal code. <laughs> so I, did. I did. That's when she to. knew that that's when she knew the the scammer, she knew the jig was up at that point. Uh, I'll tell you a very funny story about postal codes. Uh, so my, my, an election, the election's on here right now. And oh, of course God. my father ran uh, as a federal member of parliament back in the city and he got in and uh, we were old enough at the time to start knocking on doors. As you know, it's that, that season is upon us where every night someone's going to be knocking at your door, dropping off something, representing a candidate. And so uh, my dad, you know, sent us out. It's, it's a, kind of a highly organized thing, door knocking. You know, you got to cover every certain areas each night and the campaigns are short, right? So it's just this exhaustion every night of, of doing this stuff. And, and you're, pulling out, you're pulling out all the stops. I'm going to get my little kids, you know, to do this too. And... Um, it was right. It was in the, in the, I guess maybe the seventies. Uh, I forget which federal election it would have been, but early seventies. And it was, that, that's when postal codes were introduced, mm -hmm. Steve, back then. And the yeah. reason I know that is because it was a new thing and we got sent out into the, uh, into Coppercliff, which has, is, is a popular high Italian population. And we, we got the list of houses we were supposed to go to my brother and I, Paul, and, we said, we got to find this Pamino Avenue, which would make sense, right? A lot of the streets are in Italian and, mm -hmm. and we couldn't find any of them. And there were, you know, hundreds of houses on this Pamino. And we kind of went back. I said, we got to go back to the committee room now and, and tell my dad we didn't get these houses done, which was completely taboo, Steve, because the next night's another section, right? You got it. Right. And we kind of came in. I was almost crying going, we couldn't find this Pamino, but it was actually the postal code. <laughs> Okay. Oh no! Yeah, it was P O M one N O. Oh jeez! So that was my sort of hilarious thing, which leads me into Stevie. Uh, if you're volunteering for the election, okay, God bless you. Good for you. I'm all about it. Uh, that you're going to do it. I was, I was, you know, a kid of a politician. Uh, 
But here's the deal, Steve. Okay, you're bringing literature with you. Okay, that's the, you know, you need something to give them, Steve, I guess is the play. And uh, we did it. We, you know, we had a pamphlet with yep. our family picture on all that shit. So dude shows up today. So th- here's the deal with the bang, bang, bang. Hi, sir. Uh, federal election. Hope you're going to get out and vote. And here's who I'm representing. Thank you very much. If you don't mind having luck, off you go. No problem. Okay, Stevie? No problem. Mm-hmm. Sure. I got no problem with that. Not this one here, Stevie. Hi, sir. If I could just talk to you for a few minutes why you're not going to vote conservative this year. I said, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, sir, it's important that you don't. This guy had me, like, cornered, Stevie. I said, get the, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> and, and he's kind of represents the party I want to vote for. I'm like, get out of here. Drop it off. Yeah. Drop the shit off. Off you go. Okay. You're not gonna you're not gonna start to make a speech, Stevie, on my front door. You know? Yeah, I, I like when they come by and they ask you open ended questions. Is there anything you're concerned about? Anything I can help with? If I'm elected this year, that I can try and help your family about? You know, I like that stuff. So I, you know, then and then you say, uh, no, absolutely not. Uh, get off my property or whatever you exactly. want to say at that stage. But uh, yeah, I, I don't want them coming in and forcing their agenda on me. And that, that seems to be the way they do it now. It seems like there's sort of that negative campaigning. Don't you know, there's less time spent about what you're going to do and what your abilities are and more time just chucking crap at the opposition. Well, it, uh, like this kid's sort of, you know, he's a young kid, probably late teens, early 20s or something. And do you really, do, you know, when you're coming out and saying, okay, you must do this, you know, because of this guy and he represents a better side, blah, 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 and all this stuff, you know, you know, you want to go, really? Do you know anything? Do you know anything about how I've been affected by politics? Do you want right. to go? Do you want to start with blah, 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 whatever? I'm a small, he doesn't know if you're a small business guy and all this stuff, right? So I gave the kid a little lecture, Steve. Sure. I said, well, listen, dude, before, before you do, before I do flick you again, okay, here's what you need to know, okay? about door knocking. That's what it is. Thank you. Next. Okay, Stevie. That's a, that's how it well, is. Well, we you're appreciate not... your support at the, uh, at the polls yeah, or yeah. whatever it is, and then go. But yeah, uh, if you need a ride, need a ride. That was always a big one. If you need a ride to the uh, polling station, you know, to vote, let us know. It's a big right. move, but it's a good move. Good move. So the prime minister is making his uh, way across Canada right now. He was in Canada either t- earlier today or yesterday as we record mm-hmm. this. And uh, it was kind of an interesting moment because Trudeau is up there at a podium. I don't know if he's in, he looked like he's in somebody's suburban backyard, the standard suburban wooden fence behind him. And throughout the entire speech, there is a squirrel going back and forth <laughs> in the background. And oh, perfect. Yeah, it was a number of different media people that tweeted out about this, totally ignoring what Trudeau is saying. And they're like, actually get video they put up on social media of the squirrel going back and forth. And I was compelled, I got to say, and I'd like to make an announcement here and now that scurrying fence squirrel. Yeah, I'm I, I'm throwing my support completely behind scurrying fence squirrel <laughs> in this election. I mean, I, I thought that squirrel gave me more insight than any Canadian leader in any debate or campaign that i ever saw that squirrel's got something jimmy that squirrel's got something yeah yeah you know i read a absolutely it does i love that uh i read a thing yesterday about a uh a a teacher uh of a grade three or four class Mm -hmm. trying to explain to them that the election is here and, and what the process is 
and what it means. And so she got into this thing saying, okay, we're going to, we're going to elect a class president so we can begin to understand, you know, I thought this is cool. That's a great way of doing, you know, sort of practical. And she was making a point that it doesn't change much from a grade three, from grade threes electing someone Mm -hmm. to adults. Okay. Officially electing someone. And so they, they did a nomination process. They come up with two kids, uh, Jack, uh, Gallardo against uh, Monica uh, um, Favretto. Okay. <laughs> and um, so uh, Jack gets up and says, what are you going to do to help the class? And he said, I'm going to try my best. I'm going to talk to everyone and I'm going to figure out uh, who wants what and make a decision about it that I think will be best for our class. But I'll and also... I'm going to work harder than anybody else. This is pretty strong, Steve. Mm-hmm. Okay. He gets wiped out, Steve. He does not get a vote when Favretto gets up and says, I'm going to give everyone ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's all about. Hit them where the kids live. And the teacher even tried to say, oh, how are you going to pay for it? What are you going to do? What if kids are allergic? What if some have a freaking you know, uh, uh, intolerance to milk, Stevie, all that stuff. And she said, her answers to all of it, Steve, were, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. And all the kids just kept screaming, ice cream, ice exactly. cream. She won an Aladdin slide. Yeah, it's it. and, then, and there you have it, Stevie, the electoral process right there. So, yeah, politics in funny. a nutshell, yeah. Uh, you know, promises, celebrity factor, those go a long way, as we know. And uh, I want to switch it over from the politics of our nation to the politics of golf. And okay. uh, I know we did a lot of golf in our last episode, but I find this really interesting and that the PGA has stepped up and uh, they're basically now going to start shocking fans off of the course if they keep bugging Bryson DeChambeau. So there's been with DeChambeau and his kind of, I don't know, abrasive personality and his big old feud with Brooks Kepka. I guess a lot of Brooks Kepka fans have started chanting Brooksy while Bryson right. DeChambeau is walking up to the ball. And so I guess the uh, PGA Tour commissioner, Jay Monahan's had enough. He said to me, when you hear Brooksy yelled or you hear any expression yelled, the question is, is that respectful or disrespectful? It's been going on for an extended period of time. To me at this point, it's disrespectful. And that's the kind of behavior we're not going to tolerate going forward. So the question becomes, is, should golf fans be told what they can or cannot say at, at the golf course? I mean, and we're not talking about he's over the ball and distracting him. We're talking about he's wandering along the fairway. And if you yell, Rooksy, while DeChambeau is in the near neighborhood, you can get thrown out of the tournament. What do you think? Right. Um, I- interesting. Interesting. Um, golf separates itself from other sports because – uh, because you're so close to the to the player, you're so close to the athlete. Uh, you, you you can't talk, you can't you can't boo, you can't hiss, you can't say anything. And I agree with all that because you're gonna, you're going to interrupt their concentration. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, it doesn't happen in basketball or or football or fast moving sports, right? Hockey. Um, so it's a little different, but everyone understands that. Otherwise, Stevie, uh, you know, this thing would be a muck, right? You'd be a muck if 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 I hate Bryson DeChambeau, I'm just going to yell in his backswing. Okay, I'm going to do. But we aren't that. talking but, about that. Just for clarity, I understand that. I understand that. But it, but it doesn't happen. Okay, because you can't do it. So so how far does that extend? You know, 
How, how, so what can the fan do and what can the fan say? And I think I agree 100% with the, what the commissioner's saying. I think I agree. And, and, and the reason I do is it might be debatable. You know, people might throw their arms up and go, I'm a, you know, I've paid to come to this thing. I want to hoop and holler a little bit. But, but they can't. They can't because it could quickly get out of control. I read some of that today. I agreed with a lot of that, um, that you, you, you just can't do it. It's, it's, too, it's, it's unique to our sport. Uh, you can't do it. Now, the other side is, okay, what's he saying? Brooksy. Yeah, he's not that, saying you not piece very, of crap. Yeah, he's not saying, you, you know, you loser and stuff like that, derogatory stuff. But, but Monaghan's point is it is derogatory now. It wasn't. It was fun. It was fun. But uh, you, you have to rely, too, Steve, on the first and foremost, I think, the reaction of the player. Uh, that that's who you got to go to first. And if this guy says that's it's bugging me, it's distracting me, and it doesn't take much, right, Steve, to throw a guy off mentally, you know, on the right. golf course. Um, so Bry- Bryson, if you read the story, it was kind of, this thing could have blown up, right? He was walking off the green. I think maybe maybe after the loss, after the playoff loss, or at some point in the in the intense competition there with him and Cantley. And, and he, I think, he either lost the hole or lost the tournament. And as he was walking away, some guy says. Way to go, Brooksy. And he snapped. He turned and started walking towards the ropes, right? And everyone's going, oh, oh, here we go. First of all, half of them wanted to let him go. But um, I think I agree with it. I think I agree with it. And, and I'm, I, I'm usually really sarcastic about a lot of that shit, but, but I love the game. So I love talking about it. But that's what yeah. I think. I, I, I think he's right. I, I tend to agree that. because golf is so different than most sports because it's you know it's a gentleman's game it's all about etiquette and respect is a big part of it you know and, and I think that uh, that this does breach the whole respect thing it's tough stance to take right. given that these are paying customers these are the people that support your business but uh, you know I think it, it it's a fair assessment I just don't know if it doesn't maybe blow up in their face a little bit because it's a bit of a stretch I think. To think that those who are yelling whatever are the people who are going to take directives kindly from the commissioner. To me, it seems like you might actually make things worse for Bryson DeChambeau because uh, the Brooksy crowd, I don't think they're the most mature <laughs> bunch of fans. And I think they might stri- try to do it even more, even at, the, at their own peril, even if it means the possibility they might get kicked out. Yeah, you might bring something up, right? Where fans go, "Oh, did the commissioner? Does the commissioner not want us to do this?" <laughs> exactly, right? So that can happen. Uh, the other side of this thing is uh, what I wanted to say. I'm glad you brought this up. Is if they don't say anything at all, eventually this thing's going to fade away. Mm-hmm. Okay, eventually the Brooksy thing is going to become tired, and it's going to and it's just going to fizzle out. I think. I think. Um, you know, Bryson's not going to be not going to win every tournament. Bryson's not going to be on camera all day long like he was that day. So this thing gets really highlighted. Right. And the the other thing, the other reason the commissioner should have thought ahead, and he wouldn't have had to mention this at all, which he probably felt uncomfortable doing, but but in the end thought he should make a statement, is they're going to play together in mm-hmm. the Ryder Cup, if if not directly together as a, as partners, they're going to be on the same team, obviously with the U.S. And that'll end it. That would end it. For sure, right. you're an American fan. You're not gonna you're not gonna start to yell Brooksy, you know, uh, 
It'll, it'll put a hold to it on things for a while. I don't know if well, it'll fully end it forever. Well, imagine if they are partners together, if they put them together, which is a, which would be cool anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't even know what hatchet they need to bury. That was the you know the thing I was saying yesterday. What, what is the controversy? <laughs> Just right, name yeah. calling or so. Yeah. Um, As with any case, like if one of your sons were being bullied, um, just verbally, what's the worst thing you can mm -hmm. do? Well, it's to show them that it gets to you and that's only going to increase it. Right. And I feel like that's the same thing here. Now that we know that it clearly has bugged DeChambeau enough where he's clearly articulated this to the tour that it bugs him. Well, now, now, now you're really going to see things get going. I think, because like I say, that's that's what makes bullies go. That's what makes people who like to be these uh, needlers. You know, when they when they hear that it's getting to the guy, whoa, look out! Now now they're really going to amp things up. I think. Sorry, I interrupted you though. Right, right. That's okay. I was just going to say, in, in you know, if you wind the tape ahead here this month coming up with the Ryder Cup, uh, everyone's everyone's waiting here to say, okay, is Steve Stricker the is he going to put them on the same team together? Mm-hmm. Uh, that would be super cool if they did. And then Bryson's going to get to yell Brooksy. Right. When, you know, when they're partners in a team, I, I, it, the dynamic would just be outrageous. It would be fantastic, you know, to, to do this thing. Um, you know, the other thing in golf, Stevie, is, you know, in hockey, for example, you know, do you, you, or let's start with golf. Sorry. You don't boo a bad shot in golf. Right. Okay. Right. You don't, you don't like, you don't see Cantley when, 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 you know, Bryson misses a putt. You don't see the guy turn around and go, yes! You know, you just don't do it, right? You don't do it. As much as he uh, might have wanted to after that comment he made. Right, which is kind of the weird thing about sports, right? You're, you you need to you need to get some help out there, right? right. You need someone uh, to, to play badly, right? Which is a really awful thing, right, about sports. You know, there's there's an expression in golf that every shot in competition, every shot makes somebody happy. Right. Okay. No matter how bad it is or how good, um, but you don't see it, right? You, you don't see it. In hockey, you might. You know, are are they cheering the guy missing the penalty shot or the goalie saving it? Right. Well, it depends right. what rank you're in, right? And yeah. Stuff like that. But the other deal is, like I said, it has to start with the players, right? You got you got you got to meet with the players. You got to say, okay, what's here's what's happening. You guys cool with it or not? You know, you got to stand together on on this sort of shit. So, right. Um, and so you go coming into this coming in. This is really interesting, Steve. Coming into a Ryder Cup, where the number one thing in the Ryder Cup that everyone's never experienced in golf is the hooping and hollering from fans, right? It's mm-hmm. U.S. against Europe. This and and we've all seen it, right? Where you go, this is crazy. It's like the Phoenix Open, man. Except you're cheering against a guy. You know, Phoenix, that famous par three where everyone screams and yells. So if I'm a fan, though, I'm going, okay, well, wait a minute here. Wait a minute. I watched Patrick Reed play Rory McIlroy, a Ryder Cup or two ago. I forget when it was. And if you get Patrick Reed cupping his ear to the to the to the home crowd because they're in Europe, right? And Patrick puts up his ear, going, "I can't hear you when I made this eight footer." Well, then what can you expect of fans? Right. So it, it's going to be it, this whole thing comes right at a at a really cool time. With, with the Ryder Cup coming up because you will never see fans more vocal. They, they get away with a lot more for sure with what they're allowed to do. But, but you also see players over time, you know, Ryder Cup after Ryder Cup after Ryder Cup, this thing is boiling, you know, it's percolating, right. Stevie. They're getting it. They're going, come on, let's make this like, 
you know, I don't want that guy to win. You know, yeah. I want, I want my team to win. Right. So, uh, it, it'll be cool. It'll be cool to watch. But if you as players are going to start to sort of hot dog it out there, well, then we got to regroup a little bit with what fans are allowed to do. Yeah, that's all juicy stuff, though. I kind of like it, I got to say. But I sure. also respect the game and I respect the etiquette and the gentleman angle to it. So, yeah, you, you can shove me on one of two ways on that thing. It's uh, But it's uh, interesting fodder for us, for sure. All right, let's take a time out of the program. That's about a show and a half worth of golf. So let's move it along to talking a little bit about, I thought it was a very interesting story today. As uh, many might know, the CFL's Edmonton Elks had a, an outbreak of COVID. I think something like 11 players, and they had to postpone their game because of it. Well, one guy on the team has been cut because of, I guess, his COVID behavior. I want to talk about that when we come back after these words. Are you looking for a better value on your insurance dollar? If all the companies are charging close to the same price, who would you pick? What if I threw in an expert on your side for the same price? Call or text me today. I'm Jared Gerard, All Insurance Ontario, 613-801-2659. All Insurance Ontario, your modern boutique broker. Did you know that Jim K. Ford has been around since 1982, one of the longest-running dealerships in Ottawa? The K. family proudly strives to provide the best service in the automotive market with the help of their fantastic team of professionals. They're continually training and improving to ensure you always have the finest buying experience. See what they're all about. Shop for your next vehicle. Then make your appointment today at jimkford.com, 438 Uville Drive in Orleans. Okay, so here's a story from your neck of the woods, and it's about the Edmonton Elks of the CFL. Most people would know by now that they had a big old COVID outbreak that resulted in the postponement of their game last week. And now they've cut offensive lineman Jacob Ruby after discovering that he misrepresented to the team that he was vaccinated. That according to Dave Naylor from TSN, the league requires all players vaccinated against COVID to show their team proof. Ruby was released for what the Elks are calling a breach of COVID-19 protocols. And uh, yeah, so he suited up for Edmonton's first three games. He's a Canadian offensive lineman. The Elks are off to a one and two start here this year. But I got thinking to myself, okay, that, that's that's a harsh punishment for starters. I know there's other guys in the league who have not been vaccinated, but I guess they reported such uh, accurately. Right. But I'm thinking, so what level of sin is that to you, Jimmy? Because the Ottawa Red Blacks right now, they've got a lot of like Americans they have to use right now on their offensive line. It's not necessarily a bad thing, but it limits some of the skill positions where you can use Americans elsewhere. And I got thinking, well, Jacob Ruby as a Canadian offensive lineman would be a, a great pickup for the Red Blacks. Like, what level of sin is that? Where you, do you blackball him? Does the rest of the league say we're not bringing this guy on because of saying he was vaccinated and he was not? Uh, it's a big one, Stevie. It's a big one. It's a big one. Whether you agree with vaccination or not has nothing to do with this. Nothing to do with it. Here's what's mandated. Here's what what is. Here's what's happening right now. Okay. What you can't do, Steve, ever, 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 is lie about it, in my mind. Mm-hmm. In my mind. You just can't. You can't, you, can't, you, can't, you can't have guys making shit up about their health, Steve. You know, if you come into a dressing room and, you know, and there's a virus whipping around and you're, you know, I understand. I understand the temptation and I understand the guy succumbing to that temptation because he's an athlete and all they want to do is play. 
and it's such a big day for them, game day and all that stuff, and they just want to be part of the team. But you can't come in and go, no, no, I'm fine. Yeah, I'm fine. Knowing you have the flu, maybe. Mm-hmm. Knowing you could have it. Knowing you could, you know, wipe your team out. I think we all get it, you know, the whole virus thing. But I agree with what they did. I agree with what they did. You can't. Right. You cannot do that, man. You cannot do it. You can argue. You can. You can maybe take a stance saying I'm not vaccinated, and and if I don't get to play, I'm going to sue them or do whatever you want to do. Whatever these mm-hmm. anti-vaccination people are talking about, go ahead. But but you can't come in and say oh, yeah, I'm all I'm all double vaxxed here. Right. Um, but so again, I, and let's I, point I, out he he did not have COVID. As I, I, at least I have not seen any reports that he actually had COVID. Maybe he did. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. I, I, maybe he's uh, maybe he's patient zero. So I don't know where would is he ever going to get to play again? Like is he done? Because we we talk about this all the time. We talked about it with some of these uh, inappropriate things, these crimes, like Montreal drafting the kid in the first round after he had. Uh, taken photos of a young woman while they were having sex, unbeknownst to her, and put it uh, online, show it, shared it with friends. And so, but Montreal drafted him anyway. And we talked about whether that was appropriate. We, we, we see her, we, we hear stories like Evander Kane and his estranged wife and some of the accusations there, um, all kinds of drunk driving and things like that. Like, where does this rank for you in terms of blackballing a player for the rest of his yeah. life from a league? Well, well, here's what we don't know, right? There is still this thing of, of are the vaccinations going to work? Are they, are, they, are they the right thing? Is there a long-term effect? Uh, should people have to? Blah, 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 blah. The problem here, Steve, is you could really cause a lot of havoc here with the team, mm-hmm. okay? One of the things may be that vaccinations are working, and if you don't get it, you're going to get COVID, okay? So... Unfortunately, we don't know that 100% sure, but the way it is now, you better not freaking lie about it. So right. I, I think they got to take a hard stand. I think it's, a, not only do I think it's a great example for what's going to go on the rest of the CFL, I think it's a great example in society, you know, that you, 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 you can't do this. Um, you know, personal behavior, Steve, is the fine line, I guess, about, uh, I, I always go back to Tiger Woods, and what his personal life was like when it was upside down with, with infidelity and all sorts of other stuff. Uh, what do you do? Mm-hmm. What do you do? Well, sponsors dropped him. Not all of them, though. Right? Not all of them. Nike stayed with him. And a lot of people who were Nike fans, one said, you got, I'm not going to buy your product again. You know? Um, there's a, there's a, I guess there's arguably, arguably a, you know, a line there somewhere that, Yes, it is. You're crossing it or no, you're not. Uh, I read one, speaking of the election, I read one today where, where Trudeau has kept a candidate in Kitchener and yet the guy was accused of sexual harassment and has allowed him to run. You know, mm. how is that going to go? I don't know. I don't know. But that, I think that's different than what this guy did. I think that. Well, I think it's all it's that so is, unprecedented. It's hard to know exactly what this career Will, because he was, um, I mean, he's a really good player. Like he, as I look at his career, he was the eighth overall pick and started his career in 2015 with the Montreal Alouettes. And uh, so a nice player. And it will be interesting to see how this is perceived by the rest of the league. Uh, as we all know, if you can, uh, you know, help win games for a team, there's always, it always seems like there's a spot for you. I'm just, I just, I, I kind of throw that out there. I don't know exactly what the uh, the league will think of that it just it feels like 
it's serious for sure. And you can't do that shit. But right. at the same time, it's, it's unprecedented. Um, it's, uh, it's just different. And uh, we haven't encountered it before. So I'm keen to yeah. see what the, the re- how the rest of the league responds with a guy who's suddenly a free agent now. Well, look at it this way, Stevie, uh, what, what they've done over the last little while. You know, pedophiles, when they get released from jail, right, they, they, and they move into a neighborhood, they announce it, as far as I understand, right, that they, they make it public, that living in your neighborhood, Steve, is a convicted pedophile. Right. And uh, so they do whatever, they, they do their best, right, to inform you. If they didn't, Steve, yet they knew about it, is effectively lying. Mm-hmm. And then, and then, God forbid, this someone moves into your neighborhood, and you end up with an incident. You would go right. bananas. You'd go bananas, going, "Wait a minute! You knew about this, and you didn't tell us." I, it's it's kind of the same thing, right? Wait, wait a minute, you 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 came into camp, you end up getting COVID, or maybe you did, maybe you didn't, and and yet you told us you were vaccinated. I mean, that's a that's a felony, man, for me. For me, if you're asking, and I know you are. That's what I think. I think it's as big a deal. Right. All right, let's take a time out of the program. When we come back, uh, Jeopardy, uh, speaking of inappropriate behavior, uh, the executive producer, Mike Richards, who uh, conducted this massive search among great celebrities out there to be Alex Trebek's heir apparent. Uh, He eventually named himself to the role, and then he was removed from the role after a controversy on some podcast comments. And now he's been fired altogether. We'll get to that right. after these words. Can't laugh. Yeah, you can't laugh at that. Are you getting back to life and don't have time to review your insurance policies? Do you want me to have a look at it for you and see if you're properly covered? I'll take a professional look at it and let you know what I see, and you make the decisions. Text 8606008. All Insurance Ontario, your modern boutique broker. Reignite your love for driving with a new Ford from Jim K. Ford. Hit the road in a new 2021 model with your choice of the latest innovations available for new Ford vehicles. These, of course, are unconventional times right now, but for your comfort, and your comfort is what it's all about. If you're in the market for a new or pre-owned vehicle, Jim K. Ford will be happy to bring a vehicle to your home or place of work for a demo, a demonstration that is, and test drive. Jim K. Ford in Orleans or Jim K. Ford Com. And compared to this time last year, the price of a single-family home in Ottawa has skyrocketed. And if you're curious to know what your home is worth in a very hot market like this, you should call the Glen Walton Real Estate Team today for a free, no-obligation estimate. And you'll be shocked to learn what you could get for your home or what similar homes are going for in this market. Call the Glen Walton Real Estate Team today at glenwalton.com. So, as mentioned, James, Mike Richards, the executive producer of Jeopardy, has now been fully removed. All ties have been severed with Mike Richards from Jeopardy less than two weeks after he stepped down as the new host of the show, following the revelation of several offensive comments he made on his former podcast. He'll no longer be executive producer of Wheel of Fortune. He will be nothing. And I guess uh, the executive vice president for business and strategy says uh, her name's uh, Suzanne Preet. We had hoped that when Mike stepped down from the host position, it would have minimized the disruption and internal difficulties we've all experienced in these last few weeks. That clearly has not happened. I guess my first thought is, uh, seems like it happened to me because I have not, I've not heard anybody talk about this for several days now, but I guess I'm not working in the Jeopardy offices. So they're obviously thinking it's a distraction. Maybe they're not selling the way they were. 
and uh, end of the line for Mike Richards. And you know what? I'm okay with that. Yeah. I didn't see this coming at all, Steve. (laughs) (laughs) This, uh, how, Steve, you just don't lose, when you, when you get to the nirvana here, Steve, when you reach the pinnacle, okay, and you are, you're in an executive position with the number one game show in the world, okay, don't mess that up, Stevie. No. Do not mess that up. Everyone, Steve, the cash is rolling in. I can't imagine the bonuses on there that these guys, you know, Jeopardy's crazy, crazy big. Don't F that one up, pal, okay? Right. Do not. You're delivering pizzas, Stevie, for Domino's? Not so worried about it, okay, if you lose that gig. Okay, you lose that gig, okay, think, don't worry about it, okay? But, uh, so, that's too bad there, okay? That's a big, that's a big one there, that, that the guy loses the gig. Um, Anytime uh, you have a situation, no matter what the environment is, whatever we're talking about, anytime somebody does something that is so obviously self-promotional, it's like in their own best interest. Like it's a clear conflict of interest for starters. And, and you're you're talking about the green Bay Packers quarterback. You had the, the girl from the big bang theory, um, Maya or something. And they had all these celebrities come through. You just wasted their time because clearly all along you were going to name yourself the host. And I always, that always leaves a bit of a bad taste in my mouth and no matter what the circumstances are. So bye-bye. I'm good with that. Well, you know, it looked like the guy was bulletproof, right? That here's the the comments he made on a podcast. I said, okay, well, that's, you know, the guy's made a mistake, I guess. But but this day and age, right, uh, it's going to have bigger repercussions, okay? Uh, I thought, well, that's, but I think then he thought, well, look, I don't need to worry about anything. I'm an executive on on the Jeopardy board here. Yeah, yeah. Things will be fine. As if they, I'm what? (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah you're you're gone whoa 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 yeah yeah see you later uh i'm okay with it too like you yeah the guy might have been a maybe not though i don't, I don't know i didn't hear the comment i read them but well such high standards everybody loved alex trebek um you think about one of his last things he uh that he ever did in sort of a headline way and that was uh coming on for the ottawa senators to make their first draft pick in the 2020 draft and selecting tim stutzla and that was just just an example of how cool. gracious the guy was and how cool he was. And uh, so big yeah. shoes to fill. And and sadly for that guy, he he's not up to it. He's just not up to snuff. Right. Uh, and I don't so, think anyone, they'll ever be able to find anyone. See, like everyone's replaceable. Okay. Even oh, yeah. Alex Trebek, what, you know, would have been replaceable at some time. I mean, not, not for his demise, you know, but uh, we used to have a lot of fun teasing about Alex Trebek, Steve. <laughs> I don't know if you remember this. When Alex, you know, is got perfect diction steve you need to you need this by the way if you're going to read questions on jeopardy mm-hmm. okay you can't mumble through the words stevie right okay and you need to know the facts or at least read them but alex would always uh you know he's from sudbury canadian he would always say um no i'm sorry the the correct answer is Rio de Janeiro. Yeah. <laughs> Remember, he would have these. Like, and always be so condescending, like, you should have known that. That's like two yeah, plus yeah. two equals Rio four. Rio de Janeiro. No, just, it's Rio de Janeiro, Alec. Right. Okay, we can say that. Yeah, that'd right. be okay. It was at Roma. It's Rome, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, James, before we go, I want to say this. Uh, We hope that we're talking in our next episode about a World Women's Hockey Championship for our Canadian ladies. They're playing uh, the Americans as we speak right now. I'm going to flick on the show right now, so we'll 
talk about that in our next episode. It's been since 2014, America's won every major gold medal final over the Canadians. So Canada's I believe well, that. Yeah, when I read that. Too. Yeah, it's crazy. Canada's well overdue. They beat them 5-1, America. Their Canada beat America 5-1 in the preliminary. So hopefully that, uh, that dominance will continue in tonight's final. But we'll talk about it in our next episode. And uh, yeah, we'll uh, call it quits right there. James, we'll talk to you next time. I got, hang on, Steve. I got to find, I got, I just have an idea for some uh, jingles. Okay. For our, uh, for our good supporters, our sponsors. Oh, okay. Okay. Have you been to all insurance lately? Have you seen Glenn Walton lately? Have you driven a Ford lately? There it is. How about that? Okay. Right off the top of my head. Yeah, Just yeah I think I think he'll roll with. That. I think Jim K might roll with that, but everybody else might not be entitled to use that particular jingle. Just saying. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> I'm, I'm working on things, Stevie. I'm trying here. Okay, I'm trying. Okay. You're go, grinding. Go. I'm grinding. I'm grinding. <laughs> All right. We'll talk to you next time. Good night, everybody. We'll see you. Thanks for being with us on the SWP. Please subscribe today and share the show with your friends and followers. We're at stevewproject.com.